entire nation right now, I should remind everyone, is debating the answer. Everyone loves the game. What does Lars prefer? Um, Lars, please give us the answer. Okay, and the answer, drum roll, please, is a cat. Drum roll. What is it? Cats. 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 Yes. Oh. Yes. And uh, yes. in this household, just on the other side of this door, actually, there we have four cats, all rescue cats, of course. We have a blind cat uh, named yes. Wanda. Oh. And, uh, and, and, and Jess and I were actually talking about um, – we're talking about uh, uh, the cats earlier, and when we were talking about, I was going to join you guys in a few hours and so on. We were talking about, remember this cat you and Beth uh, were fostering at some point called Coco Puff? Yes. You remember Coco? I remember that Coco was Puff. Like, no, it was my favorite cat. Jess would show, uh, Jess would show me uh, pictures of, of Beth's Instagram account, and uh, Coco Puff. <laughs> was the cutest, smallest little black cat. Yeah, yeah. Now that I'm thinking about it, big. It was about that big. Yeah. Now that I'm thinking about it, Lars, we talked about this, and Jess wants to do uh, animal rescue, and she was yes, asking yeah, Beth she, about yeah, all Jess that. Yeah, Jess is uh, very involved in anim at animal rescue. She's on the board of uh, a great organization up in the North Bay uh, called Animal Place, and 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 is, does endless stuff and devotes all her her time to to. To rescuing animals and it's great with that but uh we have four cats and um and, no and dogs? we were talking about you, you, no dogs no no dogs right. oh, oh but we were God. talking you can tell beth that we were talking about uh coco puff earlier over coco puff by the way we do we we adopt out a lot of blind cats we have a blind cat and we've had other blind cats they're the best. I mean, if you can uh, help a cat like that or the uh, older cats who get abandoned by their family we just got a cat 14 years with the family and the family decided to get rid of her. What? They were going to they were going to destroy her and we took her. That's yeah, crazy. it's crazy. After I mean, imagine they, taking What a, were they doing that they couldn't keep uh, the cat? It's fucking crazy. I don't want to yeah. bring everyone's head down, but it we really deal it. with a lot of weird shit. But uh by the way, speaking of the Bay Area, the fucking place is on fire. On how are fire, you uh yeah. What's going yeah, on, Lars? Been, and how are you going to fix crazy, it? It's been a crazy couple of weeks, man. I mean, first COVID and then it just this in the last it's been coming up in three weeks now uh and it just turned in a worse corner in the last week again uh the air whatever that air index Quality. thing is yeah, yeah uh, hovers between like 180 and 220 every day uh yeah, you can't even go out right no fuck you can't open the windows you can't do anything and the one thing you sort of we got a, a you know, we're in the city and um, we got a backyard, a little backyard. And, and you know, the way we kind of in the last month or so started just seeing a couple people in the backyard because that mm -hmm. you know, we don't obviously let anybody into the house or whatever, but it feels safe in the backyard. And so in the last, what, two weeks now, no, nobody coming over anymore in the backyard. And um, and we're right in the heart of the city. And, and you guys know San Francisco. I mean, it never gets hot here, but. About a week ago, it, you know, the continuation of the crazy, uh, you know, global meltdown, uh, you know, there was uh, it was like 90 degrees in San Francisco uh, about a week or 10 days ago. And we don't have air conditioning because we oh. live in San Francisco. You don't need right. you don't need, need it, air right. conditioning in San Francisco. The one day a year you needed you just open the windows, but you can't open the fucking windows because the air outside is basically black and, and it's 200 on that index thing and um it's just it's crazy crazy zombie apocalypse meltdown time and um 
There yeah, was my, uh, um... you. You guys probably saw the pictures. It was about a week ago. Uh, we woke up uh, like at eight or nine o'clock in the morning. It was still dark outside. It stayed dark till around noon or one. And and when wow. I say dark, I'm not sort of exaggerating that. It was like pitch black outside because there was so much sm- uh, uh, smoke uh, mixing in with the fog. The sun couldn't penetrate it, and it was dark till like one o'clock in the afternoon. I mean, it's it's just crazy. you know you know Lars, my uh, I'm I'm so up on this. My my daughter lives in that area. And, uh, you know, I'm worried sick because uh, she's got the window shut. She's got some kind of device that tells her, you know, that the air is safe, but they they literally cannot go outside. And uh, she in the terrible. city or she in the uh, she, she's in that uh, she's she's nearby you. And it's yeah. like it's fu- it's fucking crazy that yeah. that um, the president just said, don't worry, it'll get cooler. Uh, yeah. There is a real anti-science vibe out there. We can take this down to there. nothing. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, 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 California is on fire because of global warming, and, and we got to get with the rest of the world and start working on this thing. Um, what Lars is talking about: there is no breathable air out there. It's it, breathing the air out there is equivalent of smoking twenty packs of cigarettes. I, I don't know what's going to be, uh, but uh, I mean, you yeah, got to be no, taking a good hard look at this. You love San Francisco and, the, and that whole area, and oh, yeah, uh, no, we, we love California. We love San Francisco. We love everything that that it represents the California dream, the San Francisco ideals, the culture, the the the, the, the social you know responsibilities, and and you know how the tech community is inventing tomorrow and everything. But it's fucking, I mean, it's crazy. It's, it's challenging to to be here right now, and um, my heart just goes out. I mean, and you're saying California, but obviously Oregon and Washington, and yeah, too. And yeah. I mean, it's affecting. It's affecting. Uh, I mean, it's not just affecting the West Coast. I mean, all the smoke drifts east, drifts east, drifts east. That's hard to say. And so, you know, Montana, Wyoming, you know, uh, Utah, Colorado. I mean, they're getting a lot of. I it, had uh, you know a couple Lars, days had- later. I mean, Lars, I had Jane Fonda on the other day, and uh, she wrote a book about uh, what we got to do for the environment. It is such a fucking chilling book. Uh, I hope people read it because uh, it's going to wake you up in a big way. All right, look, Lars so far, John Bonzo Bonham <laughs> likes cats better than dogs and hates fire. He clearly is anti-fire. That's right, yes. And, uh, yes. And, and, and getting back to the game, the score is Howard one, Jose one, Joe the caller one, Robin zero. You got to do something about that. With no points. That's right. And um, let's get back to our game, Gary. I'll turn it over to you. All right. Here's one that I think everybody wants to know. What is Lars's favorite condiment? Is it mustard or ketchup? Trojan. Lars' uh, <laughs> favorite condiment: mustard or ketchup? You know, I'm going to tell a story about this. Jimmy Fallon, the talk show host, late night talk show host, I've seen him do it with at least 50 people privately. He can look at you and tell you whether you are a mustard or ketchup person, and I've never seen him be wrong. Get out of here. It is the most amazing thing I've ever seen. What a worthless talent. It's worthless. It's absolutely worthless, but so, so impressive. Like, literally, somebody that, walked That may in. be the quote of the day there, Robin. I had him <laughs> over for, for dinner. Listen to this. I had him over for dinner. A guy walked in that he didn't know, and he just looked at me and goes, mustard. And it was right. <laughs> it's crazy. And then the guy just walked back out. His services were no yeah. longer needed. And, 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 and stupid me, I started explaining what he meant. and Because and, 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 the guy looked all paranoid, you know. But but anyway, 
<laughs> Lars. Let me look at Lars. Lars mustard or ketchup? Mm. This is a hard one. I'm going to go to Joe first on the phone, who is uh, actually doing quite well right now. Go ahead, Joe. Well, let me go with mustard because he's a dane. Oh, well, how does, and how does that? Uh... <laughs> you know, I don't know. Because <laughs> he's Danish? You think I, that listen, mustard? Yeah. I, I, you know I like that. I, I don't know what it means, but I like that. <laughs> well, in a way, I kind and of... Did you, uh, notice, did you notice Joe, Joe, Joe didn't hesitate at yeah. all? You know what, he, though? He, was, he I, jumped right into that one. I'm going to give you my logic. I, I, I agree with Joe in a weird way because he's Danish. I think the ketchup is American, yeah. Yeah, that's right. It's just, ketchup, first of all, is disgusting. It's got it's full of sugar. It's, sugar, it's, 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 yeah. And I know Lars is into his health. He's got to be because he's the drummer for Metallica. It's not like he can just, like, go up and drum. If he's overweight, if he's out of shape, he's got to, like, fucking work out and shit. Uh, I'm going I'm going mustard as well. I, I like I like the whole sound of that. I, I'll say mustard. Um, uh, let's go to Robin. I'm saying mustard. Mustard popped into my head immediately because I think ketchup is so American. I think ketchup is disgusting, and so will Lars. Lars will think like me. Uh, Jose, go ahead. You're a metal guy. You've uh, been with Sirius XM 20 years now and the head of the metal channels. Uh, you you claim uh, you're certainly pumped up. You're obviously an exercise freak. <laughs> Maybe too much so. Jose, say, can, like... you just, can you share? Have you ever shared with, with Howard and Robin the, uh, the pump-up thing you do right before you get going? Um, I, what Lars is talking about, Howard and Robin, is I just do a vocal warm-up uh, and I impersonate uh, Metallica's James Hetfield. Ooh, yeah! Ooh, yeah! So uh, <laughs> I do a lot of that stuff before I start doing, doing my radio did, shows. When we did our interview, uh, all four of the fellas and Jose a couple, two, two weeks ago, uh, you threw about four or five of those in before every segment. And that wow. was, uh, I mean, yeah, I got fired up out here on the West Coast. Uh, anyway. I love that. Dude, thank you, Lars. That. I hope I didn't embarrass you. No, uh, dude, I love that. I'm proud of that. Uh, yeah, it's quite, it's quite impressive. Back. Let me hear you sing like James again. Uh, ooh, yeah. Howard Talica loves you. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. You know, you can't Fred actually does that, that at five o'clock in the morning. Fred actually does that before he moves his bowels. Uh, I don't know if you know that. <laughs> All right, Jose, you say you know Lars. You're a metal guy. Uh, go ahead. Let's see if you have any kind of common sense. I'm going to go with mustard, but I'm going to go with the brown spicy mustard, like the Grey Poupon, man. I feel like Lars is more of a fancy dude where he sticks his knife, his butter knife, into the jarred mustard, and then right. and then like smears it on stuff. So I'm going to say he's a Grey Poupon spicy mustard guy. Yeah, because uh, Lars will feel full you. He's like kind of an artsy, artsy guy, you know. You, you, I, I think you're onto something. Uh, Lars, please, the answer. The answer is, there's the drum roll. The answer is, uh, everybody's right. Wow. And All what right. About the great I'm on the board. Pond, I mean. And, you know, <laughs> we have to, I think we're going to have to, uh, we're going to have to give extra props here to Jose because, uh, I am more of a, uh, of a, of a knife kind of gray pawn kind of satanic mustard type of thing <laughs> than the, uh, squirt out of the bottle yellow stuff. Yes. Ooh, yeah, Lars, yeah. I like I like the mustard with a little bit of a uh, little bit of kick to it. You know what I'm saying? And you know, <laughs> and you know James. James probably loves ketchup. You know, I could see that happening. <laughs> uh, let's go, Gary. Come on, give us uh, one or two more, and we'll let okay. Lars go back to bed. Go ahead. 
Okay, we'll get a little uh, more interesting here. We asked Lars who his favorite superhero superhero was. Oh, good. Did he say Green Lantern or The Flash? Green oh, Lantern or The Flash? Jeez, you know, Green Lantern is really an underrated superhero. Uh, the problem I have with Green Lantern are there's too many of them. Yeah, uh, there's, there's a even, thousand million of them. And Green Lantern, there's even like Green Lanterns from other planets that aren't even like, like human looking. They're like right. fucking elephants and shit. Like an uh, eye. Uh, and I don't like, uh, yeah, like I don't like an eyeball. That's a superhero. I, 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 I don't like it. And, but the Flash does one thing. He does it well. And maybe Lars relates that. He's like, his superpower is drumming and Flash has super speed. He's focused. He's got He's his focus running like and he does it well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to go with Flash based on the fact that Flash does one thing and he focuses on it. And that kind of is a, the Lars way of life. Uh, that's my vote. Uh, go ahead, Robin. I don't even think Lars knew there was a Green Lantern. Because so <laughs> he's not a douche. <laughs> All right. Uh, Robin says Flash. Um, let's go to Mr. Expert, who for some reason warms up like he's James. Uh, Jose, go ahead. <laughs> Man, I'm going to have to go with Flash. If this was a question to Kirk Hammett, I would say Green Lantern, because I know Kirk's a big fan of that what comes from the Earth. But um, I would say Lars is going to say the Flash, man. His double bass drumming, the Flash. Uh, the speed, yes, yes. Uh, Joe, go ahead. I'm going Flash. Same. Same, okay. Well, everyone says uh, yep. Flash, so there's no controversy <laughs> there. Um, what about it, Lars? You are you are technically a very fast drummer. You can fucking keep up with that insane amount of energy of Metallica. We feel you can relate to the Flash, but what is your answer? You guys are all on it. On it. On it, the Flash. Absolutely. All right. Did you even know yeah, there was I, a Green I, Lantern? Uh, I just... <laughs> Flash. I, I don't... Is he even a superhero? I, right. The Flash is fucking... I mean, ever since I was a kid, I've always loved running. And um, obviously, uh, you know, pandemics and... and, and apocalypses aside i i love to be outside and i love to uh just run away and and it's so peaceful and and just get out there and get you know into the nature or breathe the air or whatever right. uh, so running running is is my favorite thing to do and when i run it's definitely large time and uh uh you know like it's just yeah I, well, I'll tell you the other, what else. The, the other, the other thing I'll tell you really quickly. I don't think I've ever talked about this, but um, when I was reading stories to my kids, uh, there was a book, uh, The Flash, and that was uh, pretty much the kids' favorite story for me to read to them. Oh. So I always have a particular fondness for The Flash, and when he fucking takes off around the world and does all that crazy shit. Um, so The Flash. Very and cool. by the way, Absolutely. Lars, you will know, uh, of course, being uh, into the Flash, that uh, in a race against Superman in one of the earlier comics, the Flash beats Superman by by a millisecond. So he really is the fastest man on Earth, faster than Superman. And also, let us point out that Green Lantern is beholden to a ring. If he loses the ring, he's no longer the Green Lantern. Plus, he's got to power the ring with a lantern. Plus, he's got to answer to a council of Green Lanterns in order to become a Green Lantern. It's fucking hassle. <laughs> 
Flash has got his it's powers. It's a waste of time evil. being the Green Lantern. Yeah. You, it, you spend a, all your time trying to be and, the Green Lantern. And Metallica always went against the establishment. you got to suck the balls of the establishment to be the Green Lantern. So, uh, of course, you're for the Flash. Everyone knows. Logan. All right, one last question, because right now we're all tied up, except Robin's down one point. So right, it, that's gotta, a three-way tie. Gary, 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 can I, can, I, can, I throw, can I throw a question your way? Sure. Can we do... You know, you know the one, the one yep. thing we talked more about yep. six, eight hours ago. Is yep. that where you're going? Because I would love. To I, I, I could. Okay. Yeah. If you, you don't mind, I mean, listen. I, I don't, don't mind at all. Okay. Lars, by the way, what Lars a great... really wants to answer this question. Lars, what if <laughs> I was to tell you during this game, I've heard from seven networks all wanting to buy this game. <laughs> Uh, so you've got a whole new career. It's just going to be come what on. Lars like the five it's, of us together doing this. Come on, it's easy. And, oh, then, yeah. and then metal experts, people who really think they know you, are going to play, and they're going. It's going to be celebrity version. It's, it's going to be very yeah. big. In fact, I've come got uh, Ted. Let's do I've this. got Ted Sarandos on hold from Netflix. <laughs> Howard, I've got to have this right now. This is unbelievable. Everyone is playing. What does Lars think? Everyone loves it. All right, Ted. Y'all get right to you. Um, Gary, go ahead. Okay, we asked Lars, who was his favorite comedian? Oh. And did he say Whoa. Bobcat Goldthwait or Sam oh. Kinison? Oh, oh got this in the God. bag. <laughs> now, I'm going to tell you, I'll go first. Robin All says right. she's got it in the bag. Here's the thing. Bobcat Goldthwait, I know, lives in the San Francisco area. Does he? I didn't know that. Yeah, and Bobcat has a history of being friends with Nirvana. Uh, musicians, yeah, he loves musicians. Listen, I know shit. Bobcat, in fact, was right extreme. There. Yep, Bobcat was oh, extremely yeah. close to Kurt. To uh, Kurt Cobain. Yeah. I'm just filling you in on what I know in my decision. So I could see Bobcat and Lars being incredibly close, bonding. But Sam Kinison, who was a dear friend of mine, also loved say, music and musicians. Oh my God, Sam Kinison, Robin, the guy, the guy put out he had a hit song. He, he That's did wildly. Right. Wanted to be a musician. Yeah. yeah. Jessica Hahn was in the video. Uh, loved musicians. Sam Kinison was maybe the most brilliant comedian I had ever heard. I mean, Bobcat was. Bobcat's great too. Uh, Bobcat was in those Police Academy movies, and I loved him in it. Lars would love those movies because oh, Lars yeah, has an inner for child. The road and everything, yeah. That's right. Lars is sophisticated, but yet has an inner child. You heard him. <laughs> um, so, oh, but Bobcat's his friend, though. Could he go against Bobcat? You and think would, he would knows Lars Bobcat? be man enough? Would yeah, he knows Bobcat. Would he Lars does. be man enough to mm. turn on his friend and, and admit that he loved? Sam Kinison better and Bobcat and Sam had a rivalry going at the time when Sam That's was alive. True. Sam was angry with every comedian like Metallica was angry with every band. <laughs> uh, Sam had the Sam had the Metallica attitude but Sam is long gone. Okay. Bobby, I um, love this so much. Jesus Christ, this is a this tough, is a one. tough one. It's a very hard and game. And they spent when you... a lot of time talking about it last night. Yeah, well, Lars is a deep guy. I mean, it ain't. there's no one-word answer with this, Lars. I know that. <laughs> Had dinner with Lars. Um, oh, this is tough. Because really, Lars should say Sam in terms of attitude. Because don't forget, Sam had the greatest comedy bit with that all the uh, people who are starving in the world should move to where the food is. 
Oh, Lars yeah. would love that. But Bobcat, brilliant material. Don't get me wrong. I'm going to say from a pure comedy standpoint, you're saying favorite comedian from a pure comedy standpoint and, and taking friendship out of it. I think I think this is going to shock everyone. Lars is going to have to go against his little buddy there, Bobcat, and say Sam Kinison, although he's probably going to say Bobcat because he doesn't want to... I'm going with Sam Kinison. I don't care because it's just got to be. Okay, I'm Kinison. Robin, go ahead. I think Lars has even mentioned Kinison while he's been talking to us this morning without mm. naming him. Interesting. Go ahead. And so I'm going with Kinison. You're going with Kinison. All right. Look at Jose beaming over there like he knows something. <laughs> he knows. Yeah. Look at him. <laughs> and Lars, by the way, is very good at this game. He's, he's making facial expressions yeah, to throw yeah. us off. This it's is the way it's got to be. read him. Yeah, this is awesome. <laughs> Uh, thank you for that, Lars. Uh, Jose, go this ahead. Is, this is better than sleeping any day of the week. <laughs> <laughs> you get plenty of time to sleep when you're dead. Uh, go ahead, Jose. I'm trying to read Lars's face, and because he kind of gave away some of the answers when you were talking, and it just seemed like when he was agreeing with certain things. But when you, when Gary asked a question, the first thing that came into my metal soul is Sam Kinison. And I think that I, for some reason, I think that Lars has brought it up before in interviews in the past, uh, stuff that I've seen. And I just think Sam Kinison was more into rock music, especially in the mid 80s. Uh, and he was in the L.A. scene. And I just think that he was around more people. Uh, so I'm going to go, Howard, with you. And I'm going to say Sam Kinison. But don't forget, Bobcat does live in San Francisco. And that goes a long way with Lars. He's got a real feeling for it. All right, let's go to Joe. Joe, are you going to? Again, say Sam Kinison, or are you going to go to Bobcat? No, I'm going to agree with you guys again. Sam Kinison. Sam Kinison. Sam Kinison. And don't forget. Well, then nobody's winning this game. If we've got a. <laughs> you know, part if of the problem. We, 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 we have to go if to any tiebreaker. <laughs> I had extra credit. I had extra credit, though. Well, listen, this is a very controversial question. You could you could debate this all day. I all mean, day. Bob, Listen, you could even take it from the angle of history. Bobcat is Jewish, and the Danes were good to the Jews during World War II. They hid many of them. So, you know, you could even go with that whole historic angle. Uh, but but no Bobcat also has had more time to lobby his position. That's true. All right. Let's lock it in. Let's get the drum roll, and let's turn to the man of the hour. I'll tell you what. Uh, let's hang, hold, hold the Stop the drums. Stop the drum rolls. Let, let, let's take a, 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 a Bonham Neil Pert approach on this one. Uh, uh oh. So let me just say that what what a pleasure it is to listen to you guys talk about this. Uh, the uh, and yes, Howard, you're you're totally right about Bobcat. Obviously, uh, back in the day, he used to play in San Francisco. Uh, KQED Channel Nine. Uh, there was a radio host. Uh, fuck, what was his name? Uh, the, the PBS station here uh, had one of the earliest uh, uh, comic. Uh, they had a lot of the younger up-and-coming comics on before they would break anywhere else in the country. Alex, somebody was his name. Alex Bennett? Uh, uh, yeah, Alex Bennett. That's right. Alex yeah, Bennett was a legendary uh, disc jockey. That's right, yeah. Worked in New York for many years. That's right, yeah. And uh, he would have Bobcat 
all the time. Bobcat would play San Francisco. I'm talking 84 and 85. And James and I would go see him, hang out with him. He loved music. We loved comedy, obviously, especially cutting edge stuff. And Bobcat was great. This was the time when he was doing mostly just the screaming character. Yeah. Right. And, uh, and obviously, a few years later, he got a little more PC and did more sort of straighter comedy. And then, it, like you say, I mean, he's done great movies. I mean, who doesn't love Shakes the Clown and all Absolutely. the rest of his movies? Uh, Kinnison was about a year later. I, we first saw Kinnison on Dangerfield's Young Comedian Special, and he oh, came out and yes. he did in that first uh, in that first uh, bit. He came out and ended with the, you know, this is sand, you know, what it's going to be a hundred years from now. It's going to be fucking sand and did the whole thing about the uh, sending the U-Holes out to. Uh, yes. To the Rodney the, Dangerfield uh, special was fucking right. phenomenal. I mean, yeah. it was the and, best uh, debut ever. Yes. It's just incredible. Nobody had ever seen anybody with that kind of energy, that kind of attitude screaming. Uh, like that and just the whole you know this is your face ah you know what it's gonna be if you you know it's you you marry that woman ah it's your fucking face all that shit i mean it was just like it was just one of those things like it was like a moment because nobody had seen that shit before never so um and then he obviously, like you guys were saying, he, he became kind of very involved in the whole music thing and, and L.A. and all the crazy parties. Did you get to know him at all? Nights. He was kind of around a little bit. Uh, I was in the same space as him a couple times, some 89, 88, 89. He, was, he would hang around a lot with the Guns N' Roses guys. Uh, right. And we would all kind of end up in the same spaces. I mean, listen, I don't want to be disrespectful, and 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 and, and but he was difficult to get close to because he was just so wasted most of the time when he was in public. I never got a chance to hang with him in in sort of a one on one situation. It was more like sort of party mode, and it was just difficult because he was just he was he was just you know, more blitz than anybody else in the room. And there was a lot of people that were pretty blitzed in those <laughs> rooms at that time. Uh, but obviously I don't mean that disrespectfully, but I mean, he, like you were saying, his, his, his comedy was so intellectual and was so smart and just, it got a little, a few years later, it got a little more sort of chest thumping and, and a little, it kind of more about driven. belittling people, yeah, more about yeah. belittling people and and all of that. Uh, but those first three or four years, insane. Supernova. So, if we have the drum roll, drum roll, then please. you can probably guess where this is going. Oh, there it is, the drum roll. And Lars's favorite comedian is Sam Kinison, and the wow, panel gets a one hundred well. again. Wasn't that panel. great? But we had uh, <laughs> we had when we were when we were circling through this. Uh, uh, Eight hours ago with Gary and the gang, uh, Gary told a couple funny stories about when, when Sam would call in from the – I remember hearing, you know, listening to you guys uh, talk back in the day, you know, and, and when uh, when Sam would call in, blitzed out of his mind, you know, on the tail end of like a four-day four bender or whatever. And <laughs> and and it was just incredible to listen to, and uh, Gary and I were uh, – Sort of uh, reminiscing about that earlier. Howard, I told him, you know what I'm sending uh, to Lars that he's never heard before? I'm sending what? the infamous uh, Bobcat uh, Sam Kinison phone call. 
Oh, oh God. God. <laughs> Which is one of the craziest things ever, ever, ever. It was crazy, yeah, because oh, Sam had right. decided that Bobcat was ripping him off. He, you know, Sam was angry with if Dice. If you yelled, you were ripping him and, off. And, and, and Dice he was angry with. He was da- angry with Bobcat. And, and Bob, poor Bobcat was like, well, well, no, I always yelled. That was my act. And this and Oh, hey, yeah, Lars. It was more like a just, character. It, it was Lars. Bobcat yeah. was like a character where yeah. Kinnison, it felt like it was the real, it was like him. Lars, you know? this is terrible. You pissed off Bobcat. He's on the phone. He wants to talk to you. Yes, oh, Bobcat. Dear. <laughs> uh, what the fuck, dude? I thought we were friends. Ah! What are you doing? Bobcat, I what do you want? Scrooged. Uh, you say you're a better comedian than Sam? Oh, my God. I'm like the greatest comedian of all time. And when this fire ends, I'm coming to your door and I'm beating the shit out of you. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bobcat. That, by, by the way, lest anyone think that's Bobcat. It's not, that's not Bobcat. Right. Wow. Damn good impression. It was a one point. It was like almost. <laughs> remember that thing he always used to do? Like, hey, where are you from? What's your name? What do you do for a living? Remember, like he would just yell that out into the audience every like three minutes. Hey, by the way, <laughs> you mentioned Guns N' Roses. When those guys toured with, remember you opened for Guns N' Roses with Metallica and Guns N' Roses. Yep. Don't you think it was a huge mistake on their part, Guns N' Roses? I mean, to have Metallica open up for them because, I mean, you fucking guys put well, on a show. We were, the audience, the audience is going to sit around and wait for Guns N' Roses, and you know what I mean? Like you guys go out there and bam, fucking kill. It's I mean, crazy. Listen, we were, yeah, we were. We were given because the whole premise of the tour was, you know, two best friends, two best, you know, uh, bands that love and respect each other and, and that are pals. Let's go out. It was summer. And, and we had records that were both breaking. And let's go out. We'll sort of co-headline. We'll play the same length sets. I think we played each two and a half hours. Uh, you know, we'll split the dough. We'll we'll do all that stuff. I mean, it was 50 50 down the line on everything but obviously uh somebody had to go on before you know we had motorhead open uh we had faith no more open uh, some shows motorhead open and body count open some shows and then but somebody had to go on before the other yep. and so we're like listen we don't have to think about that more than a nanosecond we're happy to go on so we can go on earlier in the evening and then after the show, after we're done playing, grab a, a beer and kick back and watch Guns N' Roses. So that was like a, a, a no-brainer. And um, and so I, I don't want to get into any more of that stuff, but that was easy to uh, for us just to go on but earlier. don't you and, think in a way, too, Metallica's attitude back then was, hey, we come out, we're wearing, uh, you know, a regular pair of man's pants. We ain't in a kilt. Uh, there's no dressing up. We just fucking are into the music. We do not, you know, you guys wear T-shirts and that's it. You go out there. Guns and Roses in a way, you know, it was a whole different way of looking at rock. It was a little bit glam. It was this and that. In a way, it was a classic blunder to follow Metallica because the audience was exhausted afterwards and completely satisfied. It, 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 to me, it's it's just crazy. That they allowed. That's that. a lot of that. time in music. I think, yeah, I think it you was, guys might it, hurt it, their it was a, it, it was a, it was a, it was a long night for. I mean, it was a long and hopefully a, 
a special night and a, a you know but by the time everything was all said and done it was probably seven eight hours by the time yeah you had motorhead uh you know play and and so on listen you know the reason that tour happened to begin with you know when when guns broke actually i'll tell you before guns broke uh i remember uh, getting an advanced tape of the album you know two three months before and putting it on and going, holy fuck, that's a lot of attitude. And at that time, still, you know, kind of on the back of the PMRC thing. And, you know, mm-hmm. he comes out and in the second song, it's so easy. And every other word, it's so fucking easy and all that stuff. I mean, there wasn't a lot of that around at that time. And just the attitude and the vibe kind of oozed out of it. And and we befriended them when we were in L.A. and got to know each other and, and, and hang and, and became pals. And the reason we went on tour together was because we were pals. And then it's sort of unfortunately for a year or two after that tour, there was too much of that rivalry. It was a little egged on by the press and, and it was sort of like Yo, dude, people had to take a side. But at heart of it were two bands that really respected each other and uh, liked each other and wanted to spend a summer together. And um, so when I look back on it, I choose to look back on it like that. And, and it was definitely one of the most fun summers I've ever had. You know, it was, it was a great time. Yeah. That's interesting to know that you actually, uh, like their attitude. I felt like maybe you were anti guns and roses. Who the fuck? No, I I think, listen, it, I mean, I, I, I would say, and you know, for me, I think they were always much more kind of uh, street guys and, and they were always much rawer and uh, certainly compared to pretty much everything else that was happening in L.A. at the time that they were breaking. They were much edgier and, and had a, a much more of an appreciation for harder music. Uh, they, you know, would wear Metallica shirts all the time. They, you know, would, you know, would meet Slash the first time. It's like, oh, you know, talking details about our records and so on. And at that time, a lot of the other sort of rock bands that we talked about three weeks ago, uh, you know, they all despised Metallica. I mean, we were the fucking devil to these guys. But right. guns, were- the guns guys were much edgier. And and way fucking cooler than any of the bands that wow. they eventually got lumped in with. That I can See? tell you. That would have been a good question. Does Lars like Guns N' Roses? See, this game could go. Listen, this game. I we thought could I was do this take forever. Up. Could yeah. you, Lars, could you just keep answering Lars. questions, Lars? Yes, I, I thought the game. I was. I told Lars it was only going to be ten minutes of his time. Log on. We'll Here play we the are. game. What, what if Lars like better? Listen, but, uh, there's look, nobody. I, I, there's nobody I would rather spend my four to five hour with than you guys. This is so awesome. Awesome. Anytime. Listen, be safe out there. Anytime. I know you're in. The Bay yeah. Area, but don't breathe the fucking air. Just stay in your house. Thank Metallica's, you, you got to get the S&M 2 box set and concert film with the San Francisco Symphony. I've seen them live with the San Francisco Symphony, and I bet Jose has too. And it was one motherfucker of a show. Uh, you can stream it, buy it. For more information, go to Metallica.com. Right, Jose? You were there. And I, sat I was at the, the second Apollo. night uh, at the Apollo, but I went to the SNM two at, at the Chase Center for night number two, and one of my uh, close friends, Sonny, and I, we rented tuxedos to go to that show, and uh, it was a great show. And I actually got a chance to say, I told this to Lars, I got a chance to say hello to Ray Burton, who is Cliff Burton's dad, and Cliff Burton was 
uh, bass player from Metallica, uh, Robin and Howard, and uh, his dad was there. And um, uh, shortly after, a few months, uh, he passed away. So it was uh, a cool moment to give Ray a, a hug and, and to say oh, thank you. And yes, sir. I'll show you how much of a man I am. I went to the Metallica show and I got laid that night. I picked up a girl. What do you think of that? You picked up a girl <laughs> at the Metallica that's concert? Right. That's right. You go oh fuck yourself, everybody. I didn't know you had those there kind you of know. moves. Yeah. You never That's told right. me that. That's right. I had moves. Here Metallica. <laughs> Here Metallica on Sirius XM's Turbo, Ozzy, you know, the Ozzy channel, and yeah. Liquid Melon. Jose, you're the man. He's the guy who programs it all. He's super big Metallica fan. Joe, you lost $100. Whether you want to pay it or not, that's, that's up right, to you. But you know, I don't give a shit. Absolutely. But uh, it yeah, would be well, nice. But you if nailed you it, Joe. You nailed that mustard thing. You didn't even, yeah. right. there you go. <laughs> even hesitate on the Lars, I love Danish. You, bro. He likes You're mustard. Joe Thanks, loves man. Lars. Everyone loves Lars. Everyone wants this game show now. That's what does right. Lars think? Hey, Lars, what about my great Poupon, dude? What about that? Don't, don't I get extra credit? Don't I don't I come out as the winner? No, wait, wait, wait. Don't I come out as the winner because of my extra credit for the great Poupon, Lars? Look, you Leave threw Lars that alone. in, Jose. I, I, I would have said think, great poupon too. I think too. we all we all win we all <laughs> yeah, win by sharing Jose. this hour together. Come can on, I all Jose. say? Can we all end the, the game by saying "Shut up, Jose"? I mean, really. The last time you're playing about, this game, you got fuck yourself. One more thing about Metallica. One more thing about Metallica. And yeah. and and Howard, hey, I know you appreciate this. Did you ever hear this. the expression "No way, Jose"? That's what I got to say. That's it. Wait, wait. What is it, Jose? Because I got to let Lars out of here. Okay, okay, okay. One more, one more thing. Because of the SM2 album and the success of it, Metallica is one of three bands to have a top 10 album in each of the last five decades. Ozzy and James Taylor are the other two artists. Metallica, congratulations. I love you, Lars. Yeah, who, uh, who, and who are you? Casey Kasem Jr. That's over right. there? That's right. He's I'm Jose Metal Ambassador Megan's. I love Jose, you, Jose. Thank there you. we go again. Yeah, we all love Howard, Jose. Howard, Every, you, everyone you, you around shocked, here You would be shocked to know that this is a toned down Jose. I was like, Jose, like, you know, don't interrupt, just tone it down a hair. By the way, I also want to say, if you see this on video, Jose was so annoying during the entire conversation with Lars. He was holding up some fucking signs. He was doing all oh, kinds of things. Oh, he had flashing shit. through his screen. Uh, no, yes. that was, what is that? That was the SM2 album, bro, the Blu-ray. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but dude, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to concentrate here. He was taking pictures of the screen. Don't ask what was going on about yeah, that. Yeah, he's doing the hand signs. Yeah, it'll I'm be really... a long time before you see Jose back on here. That's for sure. <laughs> oh, Howard, I love you, brother. I love I you. Love Come you on, right, you back, Lars, thanks for doing this. From everyone at the game, what does Lars think? Uh, we say adieu. Thanks, Lars. Howard, Thank you, Robin, Lars. Gary, it's great to see you guys. Thank you. Love you. Much love from love San Francisco. Too. And um, hopefully we'll catch up soon. By the way, and coming tomorrow, let me just say. Then. Yes, and, and coming up tomorrow, what does Avi like better? Uh, Avi from Metallica, the intern. All right, we'll be back right Dude, after I'll these tell him, yeah. Today on the Howard Stern Show. Adam Levine. Hey. Hey, guys. He'll tell you what is happening when he joins me. Fucking up with me. Oh, get on up. I feel like a sex machine. The late, great James Brown. That was a fun game, Robin. I know. I'm trying to think of how we can keep Lars doing that. 
<laughs> what would be the incentive to stay up all night to do that with us? I don't know, but uh, that was a hell of an entertaining game. I, I really yeah. like trying to predict what Lars thinks. It was great. Yeah, weird. Um, and you were right. Bottom yes, over peered. Yeah, but of course. I mean, it was still, it was a stupid <laughs> argument anyway. I mean, it was that guy Joe brought it up. And, and John Hine, I mean, it was ridiculous. Uh, how is John Hine feeling? Is he feeling like a, a simpleton? Mm. Yeah, <laughs> because... he, feels, he feels deflated. <laughs> I, I was just saying, though, this turned out by, by accident to be a very musical morning, which I uh, yes, I love. You know, I was thinking about Adam Levine of Maroon 5. And, uh, you know, he was our first guest, I think, at the start of the pandemic when we started doing these basement uh, interviews and things. Um Adam Levine, you know, that seems in, like so long ago. Yeah, and um, I'll always love Adam, um, not only for his talent, but that one specific moment at the birthday show when he did Purple Rain just blew me the fuck away. And I watch it, you know, the video is up there for anybody who wants to watch it on the uh, app, or I think it's on YouTube, the, the, the performance of Purple Rain. It is just so mind-blowing. I don't think anyone realized how... Uh, technically great he was as a guitar player adam levine until they saw that performance and lars oh, did thank you honey what happened oh yes um the, the, it was listen to that one of my favorite moments from the birthday show and there were a lot of great moments And this guitar performance was extraordinary. Just extraordinary. I don't know why he uh, doesn't play more guitar when he's with Maroon 5. Well, you can ask him. Won't they let him? him? <laughs> I'm not allowed to ask him, that's it. <laughs> They won't let him. But, um, yeah, and and it's just, you know, his band has sold more than 120 million records, which is pretty fucking amazing. 120 million. Especially in this day and age. Yeah. 15 top 10 songs, four number one hits, you know, blah, 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 blah. And I think uh, when we were out in L.A. and we did that special set of shows, Adam came by for that, and he had just finished writing the song Memories. I love that song. Yeah. Makes me almost cry every time I hear it. I'm crying right now. Inside. There he is. I see him up on my screen. Hey, what you doing? Uh, I've been just I'm, listening to this adoration and really enjoying it. Please keep going. <laughs> Purple Rain, when you did that, was so mind blowing. You know, why Thanks, am I man. echoing? The echo. It must on. be just in your headphones because I can't hear yeah. it. You can't hear it? Okay. No. Adam, you can't hear that, can you? It sounds flawless. It does? Okay. You sound well, great. I'll try to carry on through the echo. But anyway, to, um, yeah. 
If you know, every time I see you, it's a different hairdo. It's an interesting thing. I, 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 I don't understand what's going on here. Now, now uh, I thought you had a shaved head, but now you're growing. Your you getting an echo too? I'm getting now. Someone's talking over you. I can't hear you. It's me oh. talking over me, I think. No, no. Someone else is talking over. Oh, are they? Okay. Yeah, I think it's better I now. Okay. Yeah, now it's better. Better for yeah, you? There we go. Good. I'm, I'm perfect. I, I can just, there was someone talking in the mic, but that's okay. Yeah. Hey, hey by the way, are you in L.A. because of the fires and all that stuff uh, going on? I'm in New York. I'm in the Hamptons right now. I'm, oh, you, uh, you're still I'm here, like, huh? Around the corner from you. Um, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I'm still here. We, we, I'm, we dodged a bullet with the, with the fires. It's, it's so sad and, and awful going on over there man it's brutal just everybody i, know I know was there it's just like oh can't breathe yeah adam uh, actually texted me the other day and said uh, hey I'm, I'm in your neighborhood i'm gonna come over and say hi i go what are you fucking high i go said, no you're not yeah, I, i'm like he's I would like love no to fucking say. way you're not coming over yeah, I, and somebody <laughs> words, that? I, I, I we're both the same the, though yeah I, I said adam uh i would love to see you. i'd love to have you over and have your wife over but i go in fact, mostly your wife, not even you, I would rather have over. But I'm saying... Understandable. Why Why would you even suggest that? How can we get together in this time of COVID? What would you think we could do? I think it just felt good to say. Like, oh. I, even though I knew it wasn't going to happen, I was like, it was nice to say it, even though it was impossible. It was like... Yeah, oh, and no, I said to my were wife... Were you testing, this. Howard? Were you yeah. testing no. him? Dude, I'm <laughs> just <laughs> as bad. I'm worse than he is, to be honest with you. I don't yeah, go... I, I, said, I, yeah. I said to Beth, I go, Adam wants to come over... And I feel terrible. I got to write him back in some way and say no, because I'm afraid I'll get COVID. And if anyone's going to have COVID, it's Adam, because, uh, you know, people want to get to him all the time. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I couldn't be less offended by, by someone not wanting to hang out with me right now. That's what's, yeah. isn't that funny, though? Everyone has the, those friends, though, that get all pissy when, like, you're like, just because I'm friends with you doesn't mean you can come over. And kill like, me. It, it's, yeah, it's just a very strange <laughs> vibe where someone gets a, a, annoyed that you can't, you don't think that they're, you know, just because you you love them, that they're not, you know, Adam. It's, it's not about that. <laughs> I have friends who contact us regularly and go, "When are we going to see you again?" They're having parties of about thirty-five people, you know, where they get together, thirty-five, forty. I know, I, and I'm like, am I in the bizarro land? I mean, I don't want to get COVID. I mean, maybe I'd be one of the lucky guys who doesn't get affected by it, but a lot of people are either dying or they're all fucked up for like five, six months. Yeah, well, if, here's how I see that it. Long. Yeah. Here's how I see it. I don't give a shit about what, at the end of the day, I'd rather have been the person or the group of people, I guess, with my family who was too cautious. Like, there's just no reason not to be too cautious. I, right. I can't, I can't say I'd have any regrets about having been too cautious during this time. <laughs> right. I only have regrets in the other direction, and it's fucking obvious to me. <laughs> what are you doing now? Are you like, you're finishing up a Maroon 5 album, right? So you're using the time creatively and, and, and effectively. You're, you and, and, and are you recording with the guys like in separate rooms or yeah. something? Is that how it yeah, works? Yeah. Well, when we start, I remember when we last talked, when we last, the last time I ever, you know, spoke publicly was with you too. So I guess I'm only doing your show now, um, right. exclusively. Uh, yeah. We started, <laughs> we had started writing music and, 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 you know, it's kind of become a bit more sophisticated now uh, over the last few months. We've kind of figured out a better system, but everyone just gets the songs um, and puts what they need to put on them uh, at the right time. It, it all is kind of flowing now. So we're almost done with the record. And it's it's been really nice because it's, it's pretty cool to be completely left alone um, with mm. zero distractions. And I mean, I used to have so many distractions to make with in the, within the context of making an album that it was hard. But now that's all I think about, you know, right now. 
So what is the process? In other words, if uh, you're writing a song, you you get on Zoom and write with someone else, or you just do your own thing and then pass it over to those guys. Well, actually, it's it's interesting because I we did this we did kind of a mass quarantine with like a bunch of uh, 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 close 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 friends and did the whole thing. And trust me, it was about as perfect as you could have done it. Um, and got together with my so my producer has a kid, and it was nice to get our kids and their kid together to make it feel a little bit more normalized and during these strange times and just seeing them able to be social has been so cool. But I have a producer here with me, our producer oh. here working on stuff. So that's been really helpful because he can kind of help motivate the process a little bit more. And the, so and the producer, the producer is living with you. Yeah. Well, we got this big crazy house and, and we're all kind of here and it's, it's, it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a commune vibe, but it's all, everyone was like, literally like the, it was the most, like I said, I know that makes you. I know that you thinking about that probably probably gives you serious anxiety, but it, it yeah. actually was done really really well and and methodically and as perfectly as could be done, and we feel really safe and comfortable here. But yeah, so he's here with his wife and kid, um, and it's just been nice. I feel it's like some semblance of normal. We're really super lucky to to be able to do. And if it. and if this guy, this producer guy, goes out with his kid for the day, and then they come no, back no, there's to no your one, house, no one, no one, no, 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 no one's allowed to leave, and no one's fucking going anywhere. Like, wow. it's like, oh, I mean, you've got it locked down. Oh my God. I mean, and if anyone's going anywhere, it's like, it's a whole thing. And we know where everyone's going. Everyone, the whole, the way, the way it works here is like, if you're going to be going somewhere, you're going to be letting someone know where you're going. What, what the, you know, no one's just willy nilly, just living their lives and do whatever the fuck they want here. Everyone's yeah, kind good. of checking in with each other and it's all super. Yeah. Because like, I understand, down. I understand if some dude's got to go to work to support his family, but if you can, you know, if you can, if you have the kind of job where you can work from home, work from home and don't leave. Well, uh, and we were know? really, we were, we were really lucky too, especially with um, the tour stuff, you know, cause we couldn't go on tour and it was so, you know, we had to, in the beginning of this whole thing, when it was right around the time we were talking, just, we wanted to figure out how we could like kind of retain everybody uh, as long as humanly possible until we went on the road again. So that it was nice to be able to take care of everybody. And, and, and I'm trying to do that with everybody because we employ a lot of people, as you can understand, I'm sure. And so it's been so nice to, to, to be able to afford to help everybody out. Oh, that's you know, great. Without hey, explain, having been going anywhere. <laughs> so where, where I was going was uh, explain to me just the thing with, with your hair, because <laughs> I, I, the last video I saw of yours, your head was completely shaved uh-huh. uh, and you had a, a full beard. I did. And and then when I saw you in California, you had like a mohawk. Yeah. And, look, and then I and then I started to say to Beth, I said, I guess Adam went bald and he just decided to shave his head because he didn't want people to, you know, that's a move. That. That's a move. People that's make move. that move. Yeah, right. it's a move. It's not now my I'm move. looking at you. Yeah, no. Now I'm looking at you. No, your you hair's plenty growing. Of hair. Yeah, your hair's um, growing back in. You have a full head of hair. Yeah. Yeah. And you dyed it platinum or something. Well, yeah. <laughs> you want to go through the nuance of my yeah, what is my, going my on? Hair pro- what? What's, we want to know my process. Is that what you want yes. to know? Yeah, yeah. What is happening? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, it, I mean, I'm. It's fucking quarantine. We're here. We're home a lot. Right. I, yeah, right. I, so I already changed my hair a lot, and now I'm home all the time. I'm like, holy shit, it's gonna get weird. Um, and I don't know, man. I just I grew it out because, and I had this huge giant beard. I've never, I had never had a beard that big. And I got to the point, man, where it was just like hot, you know, and I, it was gross. And I'm like, this is disgusting. Like, I need to shave. You know, the, I don't know if you've ever had a really big beard. But it's impossible. You, definitely... you pull at it and you, it's constantly <laughs> in your face. And it's it's just like, it's, it's, no, it's it to was... me, it's the most irritating thing. And you itch all the time. 
it got a little dis- gross. Like, and so I, I just, I just panicked one moment, you know, one day I'm just like, okay, it's coming off. And then, you know, I just thought I'd grow my hair back. I mean, I'm not seeing anybody. I mean, except for you and millions of people now, now, but like, I, and I, and I wanted to grow it out, but I, I can't stand how it looks when it grows out. That's why I keep, I always cut it. Cause I can't, I just don't like the process of like letting it, like, look at your hair. Like that's not a mistake. Your hair, your hair right. is like, it's like a, you have to deal with it and shit. And like, I don't know. Yeah. So, so I'm, I bleached it cause it like looked a vaguely more cool. So I like did that. And now I'm just going to see what happens. You do all this yourself. You, you get the hair color and my 